You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 144th Real Reading Podcast with me, Tom Canning. Oh, and me, Rachel Nelson. We need to work out how we're doing that because I'm not sure anymore. I know, I, I wasn't remember. prepared and was no. came out of it half scheme. So. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Real Reading Pod on Twitter, at Real Reading Pod on Twitter, not on it's at um, and join our Facebook group the Real Reading Podcast group I have an apology to issue this week Rach what have you done apology make no mistake this is an absolute complete and utter apology Uh, Paul Etherington messaged me a week ago to say um, Tom you queued in Jeremy to let us know how to get in touch and um, you forgot to put Jeremy in oh I feel really awkward. That's the first time I've ever done that. First time I've done that. And he's a key part of it. Yes, comes in. He he comes in, records his piece every week, especially. Yep. And I completely forgot to put him out. I haven't had any sightings recently either. Oh dear. Well, that's because you've you've been in space. Oh yes, I have. Yeah, been in space. But normally, I at least see him. Maybe it's because I'm not on maternity leave anymore. I don't do my Maybe. sitting in Costa spying out the yes. window thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week we are talking a little bit about your trip to Wallingford on the train. Yes. Um, I've had a bit of a problem. A little bit of a problem. And our mate Banksy's back in town trying to sort out a cultural centre for us all to go and gawk at and have a nice look around. Trying but, to save the day. But the problem is the big bad... Ministry of Justice, the man. They won't let him. They won't let it. So we'll we'll um, we'll go through these. Rachel, first of all, though, um, yeah. sh- shall we hear from Jeremy? Let's actually hear from Jeremy. Let him have cue, his say. Cue the man himself. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod. And join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. That was uh, excellent. Hopefully I've remembered to put you in this week. I don't know why I didn't put him in. It's there. It's all on my template. And I just, I must have just accidentally deleted him. There we go. Rach, you've been to Wallingford, formerly in Berkshire, around pre-1974. Um, so it counts. Fixed and moved it into it, yeah, just, yeah, shifted across the border to them, to them. But then they're Oxfordshire, right? We won't let us have another bridge. Them. Yeah, yeah, we did. We went to Wallingford a couple of weeks ago, um, which I talked about on the last podcast. That I was excited we were going, uh, and we went on the Polar Express. Ah, uh-huh. oh, very Christmassy, huh? Very nice. And. I was, I don't think sceptical is the right word. I just, I 
it was quite a sort of last minute thing. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to go. It'd be nice. You've been sure. prepared to be underwhelmed. Is that? I just didn't. I just hadn't really thought about it very hard. I wasn't excited particularly. I was just like, oh yeah, we're yeah. going to do this thing tomorrow. Great. <laughs> um, but I have to say, it was it was pretty cool. It was really. I don't really want to say too too much about that because it was. There's no tickets left. So yeah. I was never going to go. Yeah. You don't want to spoil the film hey, at the guys, same time yeah. either. Yeah. Don't want to spoil the film. No. Um, no, but it was lovely. There, you know, we, there was like a little theatre preamble bit in a big marquee thing, like a theatre. And then we all had to go and get on the platform in our sort of designated spaces. And then the Polar Express chugged into to Wallingford. Uh, and it, yeah, it was very exciting. And you get on the train, and there's actors on there doing the performance of the of the book, yeah, of sorts. Um, and you get like some hot chocolate and a cookie, oh. and oh, I just I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> I'm allowed to say the big man himself turned up. Oh, the Rock. The Rock. He was there. I that was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? Tom Hanks. <laughs> Uh, the, the other big man. Ah, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, he he is Polar Express, isn't he? But yes, yeah, yeah. So Santa suddenly. Oh, oh gosh, we heard so the jingling of bells, sensed some magic, and there he was walking through the train. And yeah, it's Alfie's first experience of Santa. How did he, he take was, it? Well, he was a little distrusting, I think, is the, the word. So I there think was that's, a lot wise. Of, that's wise in this day and age. There was a lot of side-eye going on, like looking at him very <laughs> suspiciously. Got some good pictures of, uh, <laughs> yeah, the six-year-old in absolute awe and, and, yeah. and the ten-month-old going, no, I, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was just, yeah, it was a lovely... A lovely experience, really festive. Um, hopefully, they'll do something like it again yeah. in future years. Uh, I mean, the silly thing is, you know, as far as the kids were concerned, we went all the way to the North Pole on this train, you know, yeah. through the darkness on the tracks. Yeah. And, um, but in reality, I think what actually happened is that we went up the, the bunk line from Wallingford to Chelsea and back three times. <laughs> But occasionally I kind of go, am I going backwards now? Oh, no, I'm going forwards again now. Oh, now I'm going backwards again. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was really, it was really lovely. I enjoyed it a lot. Good. Um, Good. And I have just booked my tickets for Panto. Ah, famous. You know how I love a Mr. Tumble. I do, yes. Hexagon Panto. Are you going to see him afterwards? Because you'll make it on you. I don't know, you know, being that we're like buddies and stuff yeah two years ago we did we did meet him at the stage door you know as yeah. as the the fan base is allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just really excited that we're able to go because obviously last year was cancelled yeah. and it's become a bit of a a thing that i like to do with my eldest zachary sort of in that in between bit between christmas day yeah. and new year's day and I saw an article um, that 
ex-colleague of ours, Phil Crichton, had written about it. Um, and he just said from the previous panto, like if you just say balloon to someone, anyone that knows, knows. And it makes me chuckle every time. So that I'm excited about. Fantastic. Well, Rach, I've had a bit of a problem today. A little bit of a um, problem? A little bit of a problem. A little Are bit you of sure trouble. you want to share? Yes. So oh, okay. I work and live out of my garage, which I've converted into half an office. The other half is still garage, but it's got, uh, it's got plasterboard walls up. I've half painted it and it's all good. Anyway, the power went off in here earlier today. Oh. So the light stayed on, but all of the plugs, all of the plugs went dead. So That's yeah, a problem a, with laptops problematic. and so on. Mm -hmm. And I thought, right, well, I'll just go and uh, go and sort the fuse box out. Now, of course, this is all well and good. If I lived in our old house with its normal garage door that just, you know, you put a key in and you open it. But no, 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 no. This house came with an electric garage door, which guess what was on the same mains as the plugs. Oh. So therefore, the, uh, the fuse box is accidentally cut off from everything. So I have this morning, whilst I, got, I think I had a work call 10 till 11, and then we were due to record this podcast this morning, and I had to message you and go, I'm really sorry, I've got to, the power's gone off and I've got to cut through the wall. So this morning I've had to cut through the plasterboard wall to make a hole big enough for myself to crawl through. Oh, my. oh, is that the what other you side. were doing? You yes. had to go through the hole? I had to go through the hole. <laughs> my gosh, you didn't explain it very well in your message. I Sorry. thought that you were cutting through the wall for some reason. I I thought you were making the tiny fireplace for Santa, was what I said uh, to you. Ah, yes, yes. But well, I thought that you'd cut through a wire whilst making oh. the hole which is why I was kind of going, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Is your hair as frizzy as mine now? Yes. yes, I thought perhaps you'd um, <laughs> potentially electrocuted yourself. No, but now I understand yeah. that you were making a little little hole to crawl through. Yes, which was great, uh, onto the freezing cold garage floor. Lovely. Lovely. So that went, uh, that, that went well. That went swimmingly. Um, Something that has gone better this week, though, is the um, you're going to like this link. I've, I've done very well here, I think. Something that's gone better this week is uh, the Reading Borough Council bid to buy Reading Prison, which has had a big financial boost from Mr. Banksy or Mrs. Oh, Banksy. I don't know. Or so did you Banksy. open the wallet or? Oh, no, no. I've got about tenner in there at the moment. <laughs> uh, you've got kids, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and so Banksy has offered to sell off the stencil that he used to paint the mural of what we believe is Oscar Wilde on the side of Reading Prison. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's offered to sell off and it's been valued at around 10 million quid. Which would be perfect. Perfect. Isn't that what is needed? Yes, I think, I think that would take the bid up to something like 12.1 million quid. Okay. Which seems quite a lot. Um there's a snag, though. There What's is a the snag. snag? Um, the snag is that the bidding process has reportedly been closed. Now, what the 12.1 million, so the bidding process, the second, they, they had a bidding process 
where you have to put a bid in to buy the prison site and then it right. you have like a deadline to get your bid in right that, that deadline finished and so they then whoever it was decided they didn't want it so they reopened the bidding process and apparently that second bidding process is now closed as well okay but if nobody's bought it in that second bidding window then yes. you can't just close it and then what it just sits there sits there again i think it i think it costs it's either a month or a week but it costs several hundred thousand pounds a week or a month to keep the prison uh in decent condition right um I don't know if someone said to if I had a bidding window and I'd closed it and someone said right I've got twelve point one million quid I go yeah I'll reopen it I'll yeah, reopen I mean, the bidding that's process just, that's just cutting off your nose to spite your face isn't it yes like, you wanted a certain amount of money for this yes they're selling, and it's selling not, it to uh, the highest when, bidder and when I I think I read the article about the Banksy stencil um, so Banksy's agreed to sell it for this huge amount of money save the day great and it hasn't even that hasn't even got to go to auction i don't think because there was a private seller who mm. had already said ah, yes okay. i would like it so it's you know that bit of it is a done deal it's just a transaction that has to happen and then you've got the money in the pot why why would you not go for it i don't i know matt rodder was up at um House and Commons, House of Commons talking about it again. I saw on his Instagram page, um, defending it to the hilt again. I mean, he's putting in the legwork, isn't he, to get it? Yes. To get it sorted. Um, do, do you think they're just holding out for it to become flats? I don't know. I no don't, one wants think, it for that either, do they? Because I think it's too hard work. As Hugh would say, if Hugh were here, there's um, there's certainly elements of listed parts of it, which I think, I, I don't know, I'm not an architect. I'm sure they could turn it into something absolutely horrific if they really uh, put their mind to it. But um, yeah, none, I don't think I don't think there's a single person in Reading who wants it to be flats. No, I think so, we've got enough of those. How about yes. some things for the people in the other flats to yes. do? Yes, the ones opposite that are uh, that are being built. Huntley, then, uh, whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah, indeed. On the so, site of my dear departed Toys R Us. Oh, they had a great Subutio section in oh, Toys R Us. They did. They did. Superb. Yeah. Some also lament the loss of home base. Oh, I don't. It was quite, it was quite convenient for me. Yes, convenient, but, you know, I don't think they're ever going to sponsor this podcast. So rubbish, absolute rubbish. Oh, all I, I was not a fan of home base. Oh, it was just very convenient. If I just needed a bit of paint or whatever, that's true. I that's could just true. pop down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the outcome of that story will be. Hopefully, it'll be maybe it'll be a little or a large Christmas present for Reading that, that suddenly would be nice. they will the. The Ministry of Justice, is that what it's called? That's the one, the MOJ. Like something yeah. out of Harry Potter to me. <laughs> Perhaps they will wave their magic wands, <laughs> uh, Harry Potter style, and grant us. It's not even granting us our wish, we're paying for it. Yeah, it's been paid for of our taxis already. Exactly. I mean, on a house, if you're selling a house, you don't kind of go, oh, I'm going to put my house on the market. Um, and if none of you bids on it within two months. Tough. <laughs> you just leave it on the market until somebody wants it. Yes. 
with enough money. I think I, I do have to make a small correction to what I said earlier. I think Reading Borough Council's bid was two point six million, which I believe would take up to twelve point six million. Okay. Fingers crossed. Let's That's let's quite hope. A leap. It is. Well, it's point. I was going. It's not a lot, is it? It's four hundred, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand quid. But that's actually quite a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Shall we move on to our interview? Yes. I'm going to keep it as a surprise this week because I've got several floating, and one of them will happen. Okay. Hit me with it. Let's go. The big interview. Morning, everybody. I don't, it may not be morning if you're listening to this right now. Depending, it might be evening. It might be midday. Who knows? Don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, I am here with Graham Broadhurst. Uh, Graham, is it fair to say you're the man behind the Santa Run, or are well, you I was one of the race? race director for the last few years but yeah. this year i'm handing over to somebody but i'm still very heavily involved because obviously i've got a lot of information uh, yes in my head. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes yes I'm, I'm familiar with the 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 life of the volunteer and the uh and the and the, and the person who who comes up with these ideas and then has to somehow let everybody else know how to do them as well um graham tell me a little bit about the santa and how did it start what's it for it started, this is that our eighth year, um, and the Rotary Club of Reading um, saw an opportunity um, back then. And uh, we got a lot of help from Reading Borough Council, um, who enabled us to use the town centre as a route, which is a u- unique opportunity, and the Forbury Gardens in Reading mm. as a base, which, if anybody knows, is a, a lovely uh, garden. Um, we, as I say, started eight years ago. Um, and now it's become a, a, an annual event. Um, we get over a thousand runners, sometimes as many as 1500. A um, bit down this year because of COVID, but there's still opportunities to enter if people want. Obviously, we can't, um, we can't go too far without mentioning the, the dreaded C word. What, what have you had to put in place this year, if anything? We haven't really. Uh, we've just sent out, we send out race instructions to all the people who've entered and just ask them to be sensible and take precautions wherever they can. Um, we'll encourage people on the day to social distance, but when you've got a thousand people running, um, that's probably going to be quite difficult. Um, it's outdoors, so I think the, the, any risk is lessened considerably by that. And so the, the Santa Run itself, then, obviously, it's a, it's a fundraising activity. Is it, is it to raise funds for the Rotary Club or are you, is it a charity event? It, it's for, for local charities and charities in general. Um, this year, our two main charities are Thames Valley Air Ambulance, which is a fabulous charity. And the other one is the Reading Refugee Support Group um, and obviously a very, very much a local charity. We do also raise funds for other Rotary charities um, in in the area, um, and so some of the funds that we uh, gain from the run um, go to local Rotary charities. Uh, yes, we have uh, we have spoken to Nick at the Refugee Support Group. Uh, you, this, yeah. this must be over a year ago now, um, and that was always uh, he, he. It was really kind of it was quite moving, um, just kind of explaining about all the work that they do, which was which was really great. So. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the Rotary Club? I know absolutely zero about a Rotary Club. Can you can you tell me what it is and, and what you guys do? 
Okay. Well, Rotary was originally started in America. Our club is 100, 100 years old this year, so we're going to have a, a celebration. Sorry, I should say next year. Um, it's all uh, run by volunteers, um, lots of people from different industries and businesses locally. I think most people join Rotary because it's an opportunity to put something back into the community. Um, the Rotary motto is service above self, and that's very apt in terms of what we do. Um, we get our hands dirty. We do things like uh, build gardens for schools. Um, we help with all sorts of local charities doing all sorts of different tasks. But we fundraise as well, and we help fund local charities. And, of course, at the moment, having had uh, the, the COVID situation for such a long time, um, charities are, are desperate for funds. Which, which ones, aside from the ones we mentioned, which ones are you helping specifically at the moment? Well, the, there's a number that we've helped in, in the recent years. There's one that particularly comes to mind is Sport in Mind, which helps people yeah. who've got issues um, by in, joining in, enjoying team sports. Um, but we, we, we work with, with lots of local charities and organisations. We, we help schools, particularly schools in underprivileged areas. Um, and, and many other things as well. So it's, it's obviously there's a, there's a lot. How long have you been involved yourself? Uh, I've been a member of Rotary over 20 years. Um, and uh, the reason I joined is, as I said earlier, lots of other people do, is to put something back into the community in which they live. Um, one of the important things about Rotary is it's, Rotary as a whole organisation is virtually uh, responsible for the total eradication of polio. Um, and right across the world now, it's down to a handful of cases. Um, and hopefully in the next few years, it will be completely eradicated. Wow. So that's probably Rotary's biggest claim to fame internationally. Ah, that's the, well, I mean, that's quite, that's, that's impressive. Um, in, in no, uh, no word of exaggeration there on my part. That's, um, that's quite something. Can you do something about this, uh, this COVID stuff that's going on at the moment as well? Let's, let's get that sorted out. Would be good, wouldn't it? It uh-huh. really would. Yeah. Not quite <sighs> sure how you get everybody vaccinated, but from no. all the information we see and read, it, it is essential that people get vaccinated as soon as they possibly can. I would, I would absolutely echo that comment. Let's let's take us back to something slightly, uh, to, to to slightly more um, light-hearted times. Let's, let's go back to the Santa run. The Santa run. So, so the Santa run itself, you have to dress up as Santa, I presume. Yeah, you get a free Santa suit, oh. um, and the children have Santa suits, or they can have an elf suit if they want. Yeah, and just to see the children's faces on the day, because we have two runs. We have a one k run for mums and dads, and uh, um, people with children, we get mums with mums and dads with babies in buggies. Yeah, um, get some dog walkers, and then the more serious event, the five k, uh, uh, with some very serious runners, <laughs> lots of joggers and walkers as well. But we know the really serious runners because they turn up with their Santa suits and they've cut the legs off to make them into a pair of shorts. Oh. Um, and uh, I say some serious runners. We had a guy, I think it was two years ago, who did the five k in around sixteen minutes, which is pretty quick yes that is uh that's wow that's that's impressive i uh, can you imagine how quickly you could deliver all those presents 
if you can do if you can do that in in just 16 minutes that's, that's absolutely uh, yeah I, I suspect that may well have been the, the real santa I, I don't know i i think i think that's the fastest santa in reading without a doubt <laughs> imagine having that as your, your your own claim to fame i'm the fastest santa yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a great family event, it really is, and such fun on the day. We have a warm-up um, with a gym group, and uh, uh, and that's great fun. Um, and lots of things going on during the couple of hours that the event takes to, to run. So where, where does the route go? Obviously, it starts, it starts and finishes at Forbury. Yeah, it starts and finishes at Forbury Gardens. It goes out of Reading through the marketplace, and then it works its way down towards the Oracle along the riverside, um, which is quite a spectacle, actually, yeah. particularly as it's not long after the start. So you've got hundreds of centres all grouped together. Then they work their way out alongside the canal and eventually come back through um, the... The town centre to the Forbury Gardens, where they finish, and they they finish up coming through the Abbey Gateway. So again, wow. that's that's quite a spectacle. It's, it's, it's good. Not through. only have you got people dressed head to toe in Santa gear, you've got you've given them some scenery as well. That's um, it feels like all the best bits. Indeed, yeah, it is. Uh, and I say it's a, a unique opportunity. Um, people will never get the opportunity, as far as I can see, to run through Reading Town Centre at any other time. I do remember there was. It must have been maybe maybe ten years ago now. There was a there was an Oracle ten uh, k run which I did, which was all along the riverside and back. But that seems to have disappeared. Oh, right. So I think I think you're absolutely right. I don't, I don't think there is a aside from maybe the half marathon, which I think runs through the Oracle a little bit, but certainly the the Abbey itself and and the rest of it. No. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know the Reading half marathon doesn't go through the town centre. I mean, it's a fantastic event, and it was held quite recently. And yeah. They had a huge number of runners um but now it tends to take place in a route down in south reading yeah um graham what's next for the rotary once this is done what what do you turn your eyes to next i think uh, a bit of relaxation is called <sighs> for yeah the Christmas i agree period. um but we'll be uh trying to regenerate ourselves in the new year because um, like lots of other organisations, we haven't been able to meet face-to-face, mm. lots of Zoom meetings. Um, we meet once a, a fortnight um, and at, uh, at different times with Zoom meetings. And we also meet in a restaurant in Reading Town Centre. Mm-hmm. So we have people face-to-face as well. Fantastic. Um, but once once we're, we're, we're back in action, we will be working hard at all the things that we did previously and a lot of them haven't been possible in the last year or so are there are there still spaces on the santa run at all yeah there are yeah um you can even enter on the day you can turn up in the day and pay your fee but if if up to about 10 o'clock on saturday night you can enter at readingsantarun.co.uk lovely and if people want to find a bit more out about the rotary club where can they go it's on it's on the website there lovely so that, that that will give them a link to the Rotary Club as well. And they can find out pretty well anything that they need to know. If people are interested in becoming members, we'd be, like, be delighted to see them. And there is a link where they can talk to the Rotary Club and we will put them in touch with our membership secretary and arrange for them to come and visit us. We're great. always looking for new members. Fantastic. That's that's great. It's um, It certainly sounds like a worthwhile, uh, worthwhile use of time, if you ask me. So... Uh, Graham Broadhurst, thank you very much for your time today. My, my pleasure, Tom. 
You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.